What is up, Nerds Nation? Welcome to the FN Nerds Podcast with the most dynamic duo in all of podcasting. I'm Nick Canizio, and sitting across from me is my dude, Martin Moreno. How we doing? Good, man. What's up? <laughs> Same old shit. So we are recapping The Mandalorian Chapter 12, The Siege. But before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. And if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else, please check back each because we try to upload new content for you guys to listen to. So before we get into this episode, uh, first things first, I kind of just want to give a shout out to Katie Sackoff because I realized in our last review that we didn't mention her like at all. Yeah. And I just wanted to shout her out as to like just how much she crushed it in chapter 11. Yeah, and just how much uh, that character kind of meant to her. Yes. Uh, since she spent so many time, so much years kind of portraying her through um, animated world, so mm-hmm. to speak, to kind of be able to bring her to life is really cool. And the fact that you have to actually play her in live action exactly. is it's awesome. awesome. Which I think it's the only time that we kind of, I think aside from Saw Gerrera, because that was originally started also in animated form and it right. got brought to real life um, through Forrest Whitaker and Rogue One. Right. I think other than that... Did Forrest Whitaker actually voice him? No. Yeah, so he didn't? Yeah, no. right. That's... I think that, I think that um, I could be wrong, but I think that at some point, like in a special, he might have, but I don't think originally... Um, actually, no, I think he did. Okay. I'm going to roll the dice and I say I think he actually did, gotcha. he did voice him. And then, uh, and if I'm wrong, I'll, we'll put the, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, but, right. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that he did. And um, so, yeah, so that was cool to bring her to bring her to live action. And, yeah, she was great. Yeah, and she it was, was awesome. Just, yeah, it was great. I'm, I can't wait to see her again. I know. I yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so let's jump into uh, to Chapter 12, and we'll start with the cold opening where we have uh, – it's kind of like a double we – have, we have two different scenes for the cold opening. We have Mando and Baby Yoda – as Mando's trying to get Baby Yoda to mess around with wires in his ship. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Cara Dune, who is uh, kind of dispatching some uh, some undesirables in the armor's old uh, like living quarter right. area. Yeah, the yeah. new marshal. The new marshal, yes. Laying yes. down the law. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I guess we'll start with Mando and Baby Yoda. And, uh, I mean, it's one of those mandated cute Baby Yoda moments, but I, I found it to be hilarious. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of blasts. It's kind of like we speculated, or at least myself, I'm like, some bullshit is going to happen where the repairs or the, are not going to work. Mon Calamari, yeah. <laughs> like the Mon Calamari repairs are not going to work. Nope. And it's going to, you know, fuck up the ship. It's going to fuck up the hyperdrive and it's going to stray them off somewhere. Um, long and behold, straight them off right near Navarro. Yep. Uh, which is a little convenient, but, you know, we can see we can see past that. And then, yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. It was very cute. Uh, and then again, kind of harnessing back to that dad and son moment. Yes. Like, what are you doing? See where you took the blue one off? Yes. Now put the red one. No, don't don't put the blue one back. Put the red one where the blue one was. And put the blue one where the red one was. But be careful. They're oppositely charged. So keep them away from each other. Make sure you hold them apart from each- No, hold them apart. <laughs> Like, pass me the wrench. No, no, the fucking wrench. Yeah. No, that's a screwdriver. The wrench. You know, I mean, I wouldn't know, obviously. But um, but yeah, it was like a really key moment. And then yeah, just Cara Dune kicking ass. It was fun to see. Fucking shit up. And it was cool because I guess the uh, I don't know the exact name of that species of alien, but uh, it was the same kind from uh, A New Hope. Oh, oof. That is the um. That Obi Wan cuts the arm off of. Yes, in a New it's Hope. Aqua, Aqua something. Okay. Aqua lad. No, it's not Aqualad. It's Aqua, Aqua something. Aqualad. Aqua something. We'll yeah, just leave yeah. it at that. It's, Aqua, right, yeah, it's yeah. Aqua something. Right. But it was cool seeing a familiar, kind of familiar race kind of pop up again in the series. Yeah, for sure. We And we kind of, a little bit, we got the Gamorreans episode one. Right. Uh, we've got the, 
Tar. Oh my god. Why am I setting myself up for failure? The Tardosian <laughs> Warriors in season two, in episode one, episode two, when he fights the three Tardosian Warriors. I believe that's how it is. Yes. But yes, yeah, <laughs> we've uh, we've gotten a couple of races come back and pop in, which has been fun to right. see. And I would also say too, like for uh, for a, a cold opening, the 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 title card actually flashing was a little awkward. And I don't know if it was because we went from Mando on his ship, then cutting to another scene, and then we get the title card. But I feel like it wasn't as smooth as it's been well, in other episodes. That was my. We'll get into that. All right. I think the whole. I think the whole. A lot of the episode in general was awkward. Okay. And clunky, and I think. For obvious reasons, which we'll get into. Right, right. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's uh, let's actually now jump into our, uh, I guess, like the main episode, and we'll mm-hmm. go into like kind of Act One. So Din Djarin is in dire need of repairs, and he pulls into Navarra and reunites with Grief Karga and Cara Dune, and Mando asks them for some help to fix his ship so he can move on to the next part of his mission. Naturally, in return, they ask for his help in clearing out an old Imperial outpost that is still occupied on the planet. It's the last bit of the Empire that's still on the planet, so naturally Grief wants them gone so the planet can be rid of the Imperials and it can fully flourish and develop and, you know, mm-hmm. all that good stuff kind of happens. So, yeah, um, like you said, it was convenient that it ends up being Navarro that he goes back to, but I found it, uh, uh, I, uh, I guess, like, nostalgia is not the right word, but it was very, like, at home, him coming back to this planet because we spent so much of season one right. on Navarro. So I was like, oh, this is, like, familiar territory. Seeing Grief and Cara Dune again was nice. And I also love how, uh, like, as soon as they pull up, like, um, Grief Karga kind of goes into like full grandpa mode with Baby Yoda yeah. as he just grabs him. So, like, there's like, big grandpa energy with Grief Karga. And you come here, little one. <laughs> uh, has Mando been taking good care of you, huh? Have you been taking good care of him? Yeah, yeah, he said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah, just before that, too, I also did really enjoy the whole of like the door coming down, how it gets jammed. Yeah, how it gets like, jammed coming out. Yeah, it's fucking piece of junk. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was it was uh, nice to see them again. And yeah, the whole um, which actually we're getting uh, the second time we've gotten it because we also got it with uh, Pelimoto when she's like, oh, I think the force. Yes, yes. So everyone's happy to see Baby Yoda come yeah, back. Yeah, <laughs> and including us, like including yes, the audience. Everyone yes. loves seeing Baby Yoda. So yeah, it was a nice little moment. Definitely. And um, so as they're kind of going into like the main, I guess like the town of, of Navarro. I mean, like Navarro is obviously the planet, but like the main town. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you notice that there's an IG-11 statue at the center of town? I did not know. Yeah. So as as they're about to walk into like the, the, the school, mm-hmm. you can see uh, at kind of like the center, there's a nice statue erected to IG-11, which I thought was... Is that was, like a hero was, statue? It's like a hero statue. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. which is pretty awesome. Because I guess for sacrificing himself to save Mando. Yep, and- yep. Uh, yeah, I guess that's um, since Cara Dune's like a new marshal. I guess that's her doing. Probably, probably yeah. you know, like, hey, this uh, this actually helped us out. So, right. Something um, interesting though that I mean, I guess I'll say it now. Chris, when I was talking to Chris about the episode, he told me how this, like, in a way, was um, kind of like the season opener, which I kind of agree with. Like, oh, it, you mean that this episode specifically? Yeah. yeah. In a way, it was like kind of like the uh, like the unofficial kind of season opener because I can definitely I, I, I can see that because there's yeah. a lot of threads that tie back to season one where they kind of op- like it kind of moves forward a little bit more in this episode. Yeah, like we said, like the whole fact that it's convenient, like I don't really mind. It doesn't bother me. It's fine. But the fact that he kind of goes out. You know, to all these planets, only to find himself back here. Right. You know, it was a little strange. Yes. Um. But yeah, in, in a way, I kind of I do agree that it, in, it was a kind of um, unofficial season open, to so to speak. But yeah, I didn't notice that IG Eleven statue. That's really neat. Yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we get into, uh, you know, the the whole thing with the school, which, um, like this is probably one of my kind of gripes too, is that I think the moment with Baby Yoda goes on a little too long. 
And the acting of the one kid with the cookies is also a little like awkward. Well, some of the acting in general. I know some of the acting in general is, is is awkward, but like, I also, I mean, like, I kind of set myself up for disappointment. I think when I said a couple weeks ago when I was like, I hope that they hold off showing Baby Yoda's force powers. So I was a little like, yeah. ah, all right. Whatever. Yeah, like that's that's the first that we're going to get of Baby Yoda using like the really force. using the force you know, and like, it's just to get cookies and yeah, like, like it's, you know, like we we get it. The kid loves snacks. Yes, you know his. <laughs> Which we actually didn't mention, Ludwig finally dropped the uh, music. Oh, yes. Well, we, I was going to kind of harken back to that at the end right. where, where after we were bitching and moaning last week how we didn't get any of the music. Yeah. You know, he finally... listened to us because, you know, if you guys don't know, Ludwig Gorison's a really big fan of the show. He is, you know? and he liked one of our tweets. You know? ba- based, we're, we're, on, based on a true story. Not we're kind really, of best friends. Yeah, we're to, kind of best friends. <laughs> um, and we just got blocked by him now when he uh, <laughs> yeah. got these crazy people away from me. But, no, even his um, quote-unquote theme is called Snacks. Yes. So like we get it, he loves to eat. Yeah. You know, he's always hungry. But I was, but that was uh, Chris said. Uh, Chris ca- called the kid Martin Junior. Martin Junior, yeah, yeah, bro, because he loves snacks. <laughs> uh, no, the kid the, who had the macaroons. Oh, the kid with the mac. Oh yeah. my. <laughs> but that too, but that yes, too. They were like, yes. um, this is getting way too personal. But they were like, bro, Yoda's literally your son. All he wants to do is fucking eat snacks. Yeah. Like, and then yeah, obviously. So yeah, that's kind of. Whoa, we just got, we just kind of straight off. But yeah, that was like one of my things where he was like, bro, why didn't, like, why wasn't Martin Jr. giving you out of Mac Roots? And like, like it's, it's like a fun joke, but yeah, yeah it's like, really, that's the, how we first see yes. him use the force. Like, it was a little underwhelming. Yeah, I, I a, little, a little underwhelming. Yeah, that. when you think of like when we first saw him, when he saves uh, Mando from the Mudhorn. Right, that was the first. Yeah, and that was like a that big, like, a big, like, big epic moment. moment yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah. Underwhelming. You know, and it, and it gets me to thinking, too, like, if there is, obviously, you know, with the immense popularity that Baby Yoda had in season one, and obviously you, you knew that for this season they were definitely going to amp up, like, the cuteness factor and really use, like, use the child as much as they possibly could, you know, and at times it definitely is a little bit like, you know, all right, we're really getting... They're really selling We're really, the really going over the top with, with, the, with the cuteness moments. Not, mm-hmm. not that I'm getting sick of it, but it's just like, you know, let's not sacrifice, you know, the show for these moments right. is, is all I'm saying. You know right, what I mean? Right, and I'm with you. So far, I haven't, it hasn't bothered me yeah. yet because even though the macaroons does have a good payoff at the end. Yes, it does. So um, so I do get that. But uh, but I kind of would have liked to, kind of like we were saying before, I kind of would have liked to see maybe just hold back on the power to yet kind of leave it... Um, Leave him because, like, like we said, yours kind of like your get out of jail free card. Yes, yeah. if something's wrong, he's gonna help you out of it. You know, using using the force. Um, so, like, yeah, focus on the other characters. Don't make it the situation about him and helping get out of certain situations. So, this wasn't like that. Yes, it was just kind of him just being using it for his own self. And uh, I guess, yeah, like I said, a little underwhelming. Yeah, a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we also get a returning character from the pilot. We get the Mithril. Who mm-hmm. was played by Horatio Sands, which I had no idea that that was Horatio Who's Sands. Who was Horatio Sands again? He was on SNL. He used to do a lot of skits with Jimmy Fallon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know exactly who you're talking yep, about. Yeah, he was yes. in Step Brothers. Come on, man. Play something from Stranger. We strictly do 80s Joel music, sir. And why you needed me to. 80s Billy Joel do up sucks. Hey, listen, motherfucker. We only sing 80s Joel. So take your skank hooker wife and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah no, because I saw his name. And I'm like, why does he sound so familiar? Yeah, but now yeah. I know exactly. He does a great George Lucas impression. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, I never seen yeah, that before. A great, I'll have to check that a great out. When he does a George Lucas impression. Uh, but it was it was cool that that they actually brought him back, and he's kind of working off his debt to Grief Karga. So he's now kind of you know I like that he's kind of involved. It's a nice tie back to to the pilot. Uh, yeah, it was like in a way nice to see um some re- this returning character come back, but at the same time um I don't really care for him. Yeah. 
and I don't really think he should have been in this episode at all. That's mm-hmm. just kind of my personal opinion. But I guess we'll get into that more. Right, when we, right. When we start talking about the second act. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So, let's uh, let's move on now to act two. So, we got Mando, Grief, Kara, and the Mithril. And they set off to infiltrate the base. Uh, they make it to the reactor and overload it. So, the base will explode. And as they are fighting their way out, they discover that it's not an old outpost, but it's a secret science facility. They come across a recording from Dr. Pershing where he reveals that they've been experimenting with the child's blood, injecting into test subjects. But the experiments have failed every time. And they need the child for more tests because he's a rare subject with a high m count yeah oh boy back the they midi- brought the m word bringing back the midi chlorians <laughs> they were smart about it though yeah they were like they didn't say midi chlorians themselves it was very subtle m count, m count yeah. yeah uh yeah i was like wow they're really they're 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 going there oh yeah people hate the whole notion of the uh, of the whole of the midi chlorians and that's and that's from the prequels that's from the prequels yes. right which, they have that uh, whole scene with qui-gon Jin explaining like the force and yeah what are midi-chlorians? Midi-chlorians are a microscopic life form that resides within all living cells. They live inside me. Inside your cells, yes. And we are symbionts with them. Symbionts? Life forms living together for mutual advantage. Without the midi-chlorians, life could not exist, and we would have no knowledge of the Force. They continually speak to us, telling us the will of the Force. I do like this part of this, this sort of um, story or this kind of a uh, notion in regards to like, because this is obviously going to play big factors moving forward. I Massive, assume. especially by uh, how this how this uh, this episode specifically ends. Right. So shot. if they are trying to kind of harness Baby Yoda's blood, because obviously because this type of species is very force sensitive, um, we know that from Yoda himself. So the fact that they're trying to kind of harness the blood to create four sensitive clones mm-hmm. um, is very interesting. Yes. And obviously, like you said, we'll get a little bit more into it in the way of how it ends. But, uh, but yeah, and then um, just this whole kind of mission that they, that they go on to yeah. in order to destroy this base um, and the way everything kind of plays out. It's fun. It does have some fun moments. But something that I wanted to say when Act 1, which I'm sorry, I forgot, uh, which also translates into Act 2, um, I guess we'll get into this now. This was um, Carl Weathers directing debut. Yes, although it wasn't. It's not the first thing he's ever directed, though. He's been directing TV shows since like the early '90s, like kind of like on and off. Okay. So he's not a stranger to directing. Okay. Well, to me, this a lot of stuff in this episode um, was evident that it was a kind of like a first timer director in a mm-hmm. way, maybe like handling. I mean, he's definitely he's definitely never he's never done anything like this before. For of this sure. scale, I yeah, guess you know. Yeah. This big, but, um, Something that was sold to me was apparently they had a Starbucks cup moment of how someone was in the background, bro. which I didn't notice. Bro, that guy's canon now. Uh, well, true. <laughs> I, I guess so, yeah. No, bro, it's it's hysterical. You should see some of the stuff on the internet for that guy. Oh, I bet. Of like, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a whole now like profile on yep, him. Yep, yep. But uh, it's stuff like that, like rookie mistakes. Yeah. Um, the way certain things played out very early on, and like you said, with the school, mm-hmm. with uh, when we first see a Mithril doing like a, he was like a travel agent or doing some bullshit. Yes, I yeah, know. yeah. But some of the di- some of the dialogue um, delivery was not great. Some of the scene transitions were very clunky and awkward. Well, well, that's that's always been my thing about about Gina Carano. While like she's she's good for like the physical aspects of the role, she's we know she's not the best actress. So when no. she delivers her lines, it's always hit or miss. Sometimes it's fine, and other times it's like, uh, you know what I mean. So it's just kind of that's what you what you're gonna get. So I you know I knew that going into this episode that it's you know yeah. But even with Bryce Dallas's direction and with Tiger's direction, it was still it was. It was oak. It was good. Like, yeah, I, I gave her the pass on a lot of it. Right. But um, I think that this time you had, like we said, we had a not so. Um, and Bryce Dallas Howard is more of like a of more of like a 
actor director an actress director yeah. yeah yeah so um but obviously taika we know what he's capable of we mm -hmm. know what he's done so this time we kind of had someone who wasn't too experienced and i think that, that unfortunately did show right like i said in the um in some of the dialogue delivery mm -hmm. in some of the scene transitions like we said of how um certain things were playing out yeah how certain scenes carried a little too long where we were like we were saying like, with the baby yoda moment right and um and that had that kind of transferred over into the whole uh, siege of the lab. You know, a lot of stuff with the Mithril for me just didn't work. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it just kind of felt like uh, felt staged. Okay, like oh, we're here. What should we do next? Let's go over here, and then like stuff like that. Well, that know? was that that was, that was kind of the thing that that got me a little bit too. Was even though like like I do like majority of when they get to the space because I just I find like the whole just setting and, and the aspect of it very cool and it, and it harkens back to the original trilogy a lot which I'm which I plan on getting into but um when they're kind of like breaking out of the base and they're running around the corridors and stuff it's just like how and it could just be like I mean Carl Weathers is older you know and it's just like how they're moving it just feels very like like it was it was slow yeah like a lot of stuff was very slow as they're trying to fight their way out like how mm -hmm. they're moving and stuff and shooting at the stormtroopers and everything like you can see it in some of the action that they're not moving as well as they should be right and, and it, it, it it takes you out of it a little bit a little bit it's yeah. a little awkward yeah you know? like that's what i said I, I felt like it was like staged it was a little clunky and like a lot of those moments did did not work for me and like i said i think that's um that's kind of just of credit to carl weathers kind of a very early sort of directing experience so right. to speak like not not as um not as not as weathered as, we as some of these <laughs> oh older. my god good one yep that's a good one Boom. some of these other directors uh one of the things that that was interesting though is i didn't realize this this is the first time that our heroes find out that moff gideon is still alive that they that they thought he's that they thought he's been dead this entire time True. and then they see that thing from dr pershing and i was like oh shit, he's actually still alive right and we see some uh some cool sci-fi fucked up clones yeah man and he's like very uh jurassic park three yes in the tubes <laughs> yeah, in the tubes which some is pretty shits, cool yeah some shit's I, I, going on i really like i'm, I'm kind of with you i really do like that aspect that they're going for and obviously they're planting seeds for a much larger story which mm -hmm. you know as we go into act three i think we can probably you know you know discuss it a little bit and speculate as to what's going on right all right so with that let's move on to act three so upon learning more about the imperial's plans for the child mando jets off back to the town for the child while the rest of our heroes escape the facility just before it blows and get into an absolutely epic chase through a canyon involving scout troopers on speeders and tie fighters the chase ends when mando comes to the rescue in his newly repaired razor crest and gets into a dogfight eliminating all the tie fighters he then says his goodbyes to grief and kara as he jets off to continue his mission Paul Sung Hung Lee returns as Captain Carson Tev from Chapter 10, taking a statement from grief and trying to recruit Cara Dune for the New Republic. The episode ends on Moff Gideon's ship as we learn that one of the repairmen planted a tracking beacon on the Razor Crest as we get a sweet closing shot of Moff in a room full of super soldier suits, mm -hmm. which I think are supposedly the Dark Troopers. Um, that's what I keep reading about. I don't know I don't much know. about the Dark Troopers, but that's what They're, I... Uh, that's deep. I know that's deep. That's like a... Uh... Oh my god, I'm saying myself up for failure again. <laughs> I think it's for it's. I think it's um clones that are force sensitive, but with the dark side of the force. Right, which is why, which is that that's the whole, that's the whole thing. All right, well we we're, we're gonna get into that, okay, but, yeah. but let's but let's start with with uh with this whole like like chase scene. So any issues that I have with the episode, I think the third act is easily my favorite of this episode, and it's one of my favorite action sequences that this episode yeah, has no acting done. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But it is, it is, like, it literally, dude, as soon as the speeders go over over the okay. edge, 
I'm, I'm in. Like, Bro, I'm like, this is fucking amazing. First of all, I need to um, correct myself because I said Bass, uh, Bass Iodon in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not Bass Iodon. All right, Matthew Jensen. Yes, it's Matthew Jensen. Yes. Who also did Wonder Woman 1984. Yes, which is coming out soon. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, well, he also did first Wonder Woman as well. Yeah, he did the first Wonder Woman as well. Right. So Bass Iodine um, has shot most of the episodes, including the first two this season. Matthew Jensen did episode three, which was incredible. And that kind of transferred over to here. Yes. That shot following the Scout Troopers as they go off the cliff going down yes. was incredible. It was. Like, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then, like, the tight um, shots in between the canyons yep. like, following this um, this vehicle that they're on. Uh, like you said, so Mando leaves, like you mentioned, because yeah, he has he, to go he, back. He jets off, which I think this is one of the first times that we're not with Mando for a good chunk of like the episode. Which I think that's probably why they brought in the Mithril right. to kind of have like the three amigos to keep that three amigos that three kind of dynamic going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which like I said, you didn't need. You yeah. could have easily had Kara or Grief Karga right. tap into the computer. Well, I mean, he's get he's, the he's there for for comedic effect. And exactly, everything, it's but like, it's, it's like, like yeah. your traditional Star right. Wars, you know. Like, um, and, and I get it, but at the same time, like I said, I just don't think it was properly executed. It's the, yeah, and it's definitely yeah. not necessary. I agree with you. Um, so we again the the shot which we already saw both of which actually we we saw the scout trooper kind of descending shot. We mm-hmm. saw the the Shazam shot when he flies <laughs> off the, yes. off the roof. Both were incredible, and then yeah, just this, this, like um, the way it was shot with this with this action sequence going through the canyon. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, first of all, Grief Cargo's aim is worse than a stormtrooper's yes, aim. Yes. Like, it was awful. Yeah, the guy was like literally, again, it was just <laughs> falling behind. You know what? You know what though? I really I like that though because he's never done anything like this before. Yeah. So obviously he's not gonna be a it crack didn't, shot. It didn't bother yeah. me. It honestly did not bother me. But I just thought it was hilarious. I was like, bro, get it together. <laughs> What is going on back there? You want to come back here and try this? Be my guest. You can't. You cannot hit the side of a banter yeah, yeah. like uh, they were saying in episode <laughs> in uh, chapter eleven. But uh, but yeah, I thought that whole um, that whole chasing was, was was incredibly done. I I don't know what it is about seeing uh, Tie Fighters take off like of their um where they where it's like their well the thing stands for twin ion engine <laughs> but the way like it unfolds and they like they they take they, off they take off i just i love i just love seeing that and also seeing it land we got it um when moff gideon comes in yes and how time. it lands was the coolest fucking it was thing. so cool so uh just seeing just so much of this like you said um the third action the third um act was like very action heavy I thought the dogfight was fucking awesome. So good, it dude. Was so good. I, I don't know what it is with with the Mandalorian, but any anything that involves like dogfights or chases in space have mm-hmm. been so fucking good. Just just yeah. in the series in general, they've because, done such a good job handling it. Because Mandalorian, because Mando's such a good pilot. Yeah, and they just keep showing off the fact that he's a good pilot. Yeah. you know, and uh, they keep doubling down on that notion. And yeah, the way he kind of um he kind of comes into frame. Yes. Uh, we get the very cheesy reactions. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's, it was very like Disney channel, yes, yes. like uh, very like meant for kids. Right. Um, but yeah, again, like, like Mando showing off his skills of how he goes into this kind of like free fall circular. Bro, and that's, motion. that's the best moment when he's going up, he takes the one out and then the ship, the yeah. ship's flaps come in and he just goes back down. And he starts going like oh, a yeah. tailspin after oh, it's so yeah. good. reminded me a little bit of um again not to go too much into seagulls but the very very beginning of last jedi when poe takes out the uh the canyons oh yeah yeah the, um, 
the blasters or whatever and he like takes out the last one he quickly shoots back yep. and like goes behind yeah so uh so i thought the like you said third act in terms of action was really good uh then we do get the x-wings mm-hmm. when the when or the the, comes, the tie fighters no when the guy comes back oh yes yes when yeah. then we do get it he comes back we see it there again and he drops off that little um like that like a um, rebellion emblem emblem thing yeah, yeah. yeah which then, which like like like, like obviously, you know, Gina Carano's, you know, line delivery is not the best and neither is her acting. But I did like that moment. I did like that scene because mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, it just gave her a little bit more depth than I think we've gotten before. And and for whatever reason, I like seeing um, Captain Carson Tev come back. Like, I don't know why. I was like, oh, hey, that, that's cool. It's it was fun. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nothing about it. But yeah, like you said, it's, um, these are two war veterans. Yes. That's what it is. So these are two people who have been through some shit. And lost people. Who have lost a lot of people. And they they familiarize with each other. They mm-hmm. can relate to each other. She's so like, okay, yeah, like I get where you're coming from. If you want to, you know, like there's more like you, and there and right. a lot of good people. So if you want to come and join us, like you know, I'm just gonna put this here and you know yeah. be on my way. But yeah, we kind of um with her as well. We kind of lead. We kind of um leave it open for her and like her future possibilities. Yeah, exactly. Like it's almost like they're planting some seeds there if they want to go somewhere with that character. Right, and they're playing a lot more, which. All right, so yeah, let's get to uh, to Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Obviously, first of all, we get, um, and this is me kind of going into the directing a little bit on this episode, but we get the New Hope shot of Moff Gideon's ship kind of coming overhead, and as it comes into frame, which is I really like that it harkens back to right. New Hope a little bit. Uh, so then that's where we find out that a tracking beacon has been placed on the Razor Crest. So now we know that the Imperials are tracking Mando's ship, which we figured some, that we figured that one alien was up to some shit. Oh, obviously. I mean, like, that's, I mean, that's that's that classic where they, big... where they focus on a nobody. Yeah. And it's like well, he's going to come back. Later. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mind. I don't mind that. <laughs> I don't you know, mind the that whole either. Yeah. Of, like the the fucking mole. Listen, just get it out of your system. No, I'm fine. I no. insist. Yeah, we can I work together better if you just got mole. Bloody mole. We're not supposed to talk about the bloody mole, but there's a bloody mole winking me in the face. I'm gonna chop it off and cut it up and make some guacamole. And obviously Navarro has a big history in regards to everything that happened in season one. Yes. So it makes sense that the uh, that the Empire still's got some moles like uh, oh, in, that, in that town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get we finally get our first look at. Moff Gideon in you know in person we, in, in person yes mm-hmm. uh, and it's I don't know that it, like this the whole thing is glorious with the red and in that in that room and all the suits and everything wearing so. some like Darth Vader type of oh yeah suit definitely some shit yeah. Going on. <laughs> but yeah I love the, uh, the Star Destroyer like you said I love the um I've always been a big fan of uh since actually since Tarkin uh Tar- the book Tarkin is very very wordy mm-hmm. like there's like two pages that just go into like Tarkin's uniform right of how it's pressed and the colors and how it goes into the boots and everything and I've always just been like a sucker for like seeing these uh like this these uh these imperials in like, like these imperial uniforms uniform, yeah yeah and like uh their hats and everything like same thing for like the bucket heads I, I just love like the Star Wars costume right like, I really am a sucker for that. So to see this one person again, you know, get this hologram, go through the corridor, just like nice, fresh and clean Star Destroyer. Right. Go into that room that's some shit is going oh, on. Oh, yeah. There's some like, shit going yeah, on. Yeah. And then deliver the message to Gideon. Um, <laughs> I just thought of fucking Scott Pilgrim. Gideon's here? Where? That geeky guy next to your girlfriend. That's Gideon? Gideon is G-Man? But yeah, it was it was awesome to see. And... Um, and 
even though to me this was personally one of the weakest episodes in the entire series, I would probably put this like bottom tier. Okay. I think this um I think this episode and last episode did a good job of laying the groundwork for what's to come. Yes. I think we're in for some shit. I think so too. I think we are going to get some I think these next four episodes are going to be insane. Um like we mentioned, bro, we've now up to this point, halfway through the season, have seen all of the marketing. Yep. All of the marketing. We don't know of, anything else going we forward. We have not seen, like in terms of like footage, we have mm-hmm. not seen anything for the second half of the season. Um, up to this point, all the only thing that we're missing, like the scout troopers and Mando flying off, which we obviously just got. Right. So, uh, so yeah, we're going into um, what's the term? Uh, something waters. Um, oh, um, we're going into uncharted waters. Uncharted waters. Yeah. There you go. Metaphor. We're going into uncharted waters, and uh, and I think it's about to, I think it's about to go down. I think so too. I think shit's about to especially, go down. Especially especially if if uh, like if you guys have been following uh, Mandalorian, you know that the next episode is directed by Dave Filoni. Is it? Was yes. it confirmed? Confirmed. Okay. And you know, obviously, people are throwing around what the possible name of the, of the episode is going to be. I'm not going to speculate on that because we don't know yet. It hasn't been officially you know confirmed. But this is, you know, it's probably going to be the episode where we get Ahsoka because Filoni is handling the writing and directing duties of it. And, you know, Ahsoka is his baby. Which so I've been saying since day yes, one. Which, yes. I mean, obviously, I'm not the only one. I'm sure a lot of, like, fucking nerds out there. Right, right. Um, also, kind of. But we of, knew that she was going to come in whatever episode he was taking the reins well, I No, I always figured it was going to be fine. Right. I always figured, you know, like, Filoni did, wrote and directed the, um, the fifth episode in season one. He's going to do the same here. Mm-hmm. And it's at a good point in the season where you can kind of bring her in. Yes. You know, I figured, like, it's like the like the mid season finale, so yes, to speak. Exactly. Like I, I figured that she was gonna come in, in in episode five because I figured that Filoni was gonna be handling it. And um and if that is the case and cool. Uh and I don't know if I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> I do not know if I'm ready. Uh but I am Super excited, but obviously we have an idea of what the uh, empires is 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 doing is yes. doing. Which right. which so now so now with these dark troopers, you said they're basically clones, but they're force sensitive on the dark side. I believe so. So you can kind of assume that that's kind of what they're going for. They're trying to to create their own army again, but like a force sensitive army mm-hmm. with with these with these dark troopers. And and in some of my reading, it's that their main purpose is to sniff out um, last remaining Jedi that are in hiding. Uh. That's actually a good question because I don't know if Inquisitors are clones. Oh, I don't know. I'm I don't, not sure. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they clones. are. Um, but yeah, for the people who don't know, uh, aside from Vader, uh, Vader like was tasked to go out and kill the remaining Jedi mm-hmm. after he became after he became Lord Vader. But there was also Inquisitors who right. went out and also hunted like um, four sensitive children yep. or kind of just stop like just shut it down, just right, stop right. anything <laughs> yeah. before it sprawled. Um, but we have gotten. Um, when you think of Snoke, mm-hmm. he is a clone. Right. If, oh, God. But he is a clone. <laughs> and uh, for whatever it may be, even there's a whole bunch of different versions out there, but, you know, he was a clone. Yes. And he was Force-sensitive, and he was familiar with the dark side of the Force. Right. So we've gotten some sort of um, basis in Star Wars and re- before this in regards to, like, this possibly happening with dark Force-sensitive clones. Right, right. So uh, if they are kind of trying to build, like, a, a sort of army... Yeah, you know, to maybe uh, because I imagine that we are we are going to get like the uh, the dawn of the first order. I, yes. I imagine so. I would think so too. And, uh-huh. and and not that not that I want to you know bag on on the sequels because obviously like they're not looked at in like the you know the nicest light. But uh, you know it, it seems like that they're sort of laying somewhat of the groundwork for how 
Snow comes about and how Palpatine comes back, you know, with, 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 I mean, I don't want to speculate this is what the show is going to do, but it seems like this is like the early stages of, of that. You well, know what I mean? According to story number like 5,000 and whatever mm-hmm. of what's going on, uh, according to the whole story about Palpatine being on Exegol, right. essentially he's there now. Right. So as, as of right okay. now, Palpatine is on Exegol right now. He's and he's starting to build his giant uh, fleet. Yes. Yeah, and right now he's uh, he's orchestrating. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm saying it out loud, it actually could be a possibility. I mean, what I mean, if those clones are snow that's, clones? I mean, that's, in that in that's, that test tube. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of I'm thinking, and not that. And I know people are going to roll their eyes at it because they don't like the sequels, but I mean, if if you want to look at Dave Filoni's track record, mm-hmm. I mean, people look at at the Clone Wars and Rebels as really. Um, Kind of, like, kind of like rehabilitating mm-hmm. the prequels almost. You know what I mean? Kind of rehabilitating their image and it kind of strengthens them a little bit because you kind of know some of the backstory that was going on while those movies were happening. Right. This kind of could do the same thing for the sequels. It could it could touch on some of those moments that maybe were underdeveloped in the sequels that kind of give them a little bit more strength. Not, and it's not going to make the movies any better, but what it can do in the show is, I mean, the show can't ignore what what's, what's canon, unfortunately, as much as, much as we don't like it. But this show could maybe possibly build on that a little bit. Well, I mean, Khan's constantly getting retconned. And I know. Like, you know, the last scene of Clone Wars kind of in a way retconned where Ahsoka was up to during ex- during Order 66. Right. But for the best, because those last four episodes, oh, my God, are just incredible. Right. Some of the best Star Wars ever, in my opinion. Um, but that's actually a possibility. What if those clones in those test tubes are actually like early Snoke clones? Could be. And they're trying to, and they're doing it on or on Palpatine's order, trying right. to like get the. Oh God, I really hope that's not what's going on. But I mean, look, <laughs> I honestly, me personally, I do not want any connection to the sequels. I really don't. I mean, I think they're going to touch on. They, I mean, I think you. The have only to at thing, some point. the only thing that I would be okay with is like just to give us some early. Um, of how the first order came about, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll, I'll be okay, but I really look, you know, I'm I'm not in favor for it, but we'll see. Um, I trust Filoni, I trust Favreau, I trust the people in charge right now. Um, for the most part, they're, they're doing a great job. Yeah, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens. I know, I know, yeah. we'll definitely see what happens. So we we really didn't talk about um, car weather's too much. Uh, like like I know you said this is one of the weaker episodes for you. For me, I think it's 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 middle ground. I don't think it's one of the worst. I don't think it's one of the best. But I did enjoy it. I liked the reunion between all of the characters from season one. Mm-hmm. I like seeing everybody again. Uh, there are you know for for some of the mixed moments as there are through acts one and two. I think there's equally good moments. And that third act is just phenomenal with the whole action sequence. I think it's great. It's one of the best in the series. But like I said, there are a lot of callbacks to the original trilogy, which is why I think this episode had a very like old school feel to it, obviously mm-hmm. with, um, like I said, with the Moff Gideon ship, with that slow pan over, obviously the opening of A New Hope. Uh, the whole thing with the reactor reminds me a lot of Obi-Wan shutting down the tracking beacon and the Death Star. Yeah. That whole kind of thing. Um, and then, like, you know, the whole TIE fighter. And I believe there was a Wilhelm scream in there, too. There might have been, yeah. Yeah, well, one of the, one of the troopers falls. When, when, he, when he falls yeah. over, yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, the whole TIE fighters going through the canyon is a lot like them chasing after Luke at the end with trying to blow up the Death Star and everything. So, right. Or so even, I, like, um, if you want to talk about, like, Last Jedi when they're going through Crate. Right. You know, when they're going yes. through those, like, um, very close quarters and tight fucking TIE fighters flying through. Right. Or even Force Awakens when they're flying through that old crashed yeah. um, Star Destroyer. Yep, yep. So, I mean, so that's one of the things I'll give Carl Weathers is I, is I like how he pulled a lot from 
from the older movies and kind of gave a lot of home. Well, is that Carl Weathers or is that the writing? I mean, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, at the end, at the end, you don't know like what, what, what it is. But I thought those moments were handled very well. Yeah, I, guess I agree. Is what I could say. I agree. Know? In terms of action, it had some really great action moments, mm -hmm. and uh, and like we said, it definitely laid the groundwork for for what's to come. We kind of have yeah. an idea now of what the Empire's up to. We kind of we have an idea of why they wanted Baby Yoda. Yes. Now we know Mando's got his shit fixed, so now he's gonna go. Um, he's gonna go to Corvus. He's and also being tracked. He's also being tracked. Right. So um, are we gonna get an Ahsoka Tano and? Oh, Moff Gideon showdown. So. What are Moff Gideon's skills with the saber? Oh, you know? we don't know. We don't. We're about to. We're about to find out. Um, I don't know how agile Carl, uh, um, Giancarlo Esposito is. He, is. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We, we have no idea. But um, but we are. I I think, and this is my personal opinion. I think we are in for a for a treat in I, these last in these last uh, four episodes. I think so too. I think we are definitely. Um, I don't know. Uh, Episode five, I think it's just the fact that we're gonna get Ahsoka back, as we speculate. I think that alone is going to be very exciting for the for the fans who are familiar with Rebels and Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure newcomers who don't, I'm sure they'll probably. I'm, I'm assuming they will because right. Ahsoka's like Ahsoka's my girl. I fucking love Ahsoka. She's incredible. I don't know how you, I don't know how you don't like Ahsoka. Like, right, I just yeah. don't. I'm sorry. That's just <laughs> me personally. Like she, she's incredible. Um, and then like we're gonna get her, and I think episodes um six seven eight are just going to be like yeah and i then, think we're in for a treat like well, I, said. I also like how you speculated that you know filoni was always going to direct five because he did that last season so i mm -hmm. think if we're going off of what 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 you're what you're thinking um six is probably gonna be rick famuyu's episode since he did six last season mm -hmm. seven's gonna be um either Favreau or either, either either Favreau or rodriguez or rodriguez is gonna take the finale which, and if which, that's that a uh, look if that's the if that's the reason um the trust that's what I mean. We yeah. don't know. We don't know yet. Yeah, we but, don't know yet. I don't want to speculate that. Yeah. But if if Rodriguez does have like whatever episode Rodriguez does, I cannot fucking wait for one because the show has such a very heavy like Western influence. And if you look at Rodriguez's like El Mariachi trilogy, it's so incredible. It's all it's all Western influence. Like it's mm -hmm. all old, harkens back to old Western. So and I he's cannot no, and he's fucking no, uh, wait to see what he's gonna do. And he's no sucker with a uh, big budget project. Not nope. And he does so, he does action very well. So oh, yeah. uh, I cannot. Uh, he's hit, whatever his episode is has been circled on my calendar. I can for the I can time. almost I can almost say now like I think he's actually going to um uh, I think I think he's actually going to introduce a new character. Really, I wouldn't be surprised whether it's a character that um that is like an, an existing character in Star Wars fame, mm -hmm. uh, in Star Wars lore. I'm sorry, or just a new one, a new one like in a general. Completely brand new. Yeah, one, yeah, I have a feeling. I, okay, I, I have a feeling. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm actually glad that you. <laughs> I've been so fucking obsessed with Dave Filoni. I didn't even think of like Rick Famuyiwa. Yeah, but uh, but that's actually a good point. I would um. I think that he's probably gonna take episode six. Mm -hmm. He's gonna take episode six, and then yeah, we'll 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 see if he gets. Dude, if if Rodriguez gets the finale, I'm going to be so excited. I know, me too. I'm going to be so yeah. excited. Just um, hopefully it won't it won't suck. But the uh, the fact that they're giving him distrust to like you know wrap up the season right. is a. Uh, I'm sad, man. It's gonna end soon. I know it is gonna end soon. We only got four more left, dude. No! <laughs> That's right. We'll we'll just rewatch Clone Wars and Rebels. There, um, oh, I'm, I'm you, to totally cool with to, that. Um, I know you have to watch. It, I know, so, um, and, and the fact that the Mandalorian is pushing so far into like that lore from well picking you know, up, picking up, and, and continuing, and continuing. Yeah, yeah, like I really need to get that that backstory. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. For sure. For sure. So uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, um, I've been kind of mixed on the first half of the season, but yeah. um, I think. Uh, I think it's because we're, we're just my personal opinion. I think they're setting up for something. Yeah. For, a big for, for something big. Yeah. I, I think they are too. And, and to anybody that, that is kind of like, 
because I, I've seen people complaining about it, how, how the show is, is, you know, the adventure of the week and things like that. It's like, it's like, look, like the show has, and, and you can just tell from its creators, it has a very heavy influence of, you know, these old school, like Western serials from like the 1950s, these old school shows, kind of like Bounty Law, you know, where each week is like a new. <laughs> Rick Cahill. Whether you're dead or alive, you're just a dollar sign to Jake Cahill on Bounty Law. Thursdays at 8.30, only on NBC. It's like that, you know, each episode is its own thing mm -hmm. and it gives a little bit of story, you know, for like the overall main plot. And I haven't had an issue with that. And like the fact that it's happening early on, I'd rather have it happen early on than, than have it happen towards the end. You know no, what I dude, mean? You're, you're right. Yeah. And that's what I was, uh, I was thinking that too, because when you think about it, we got the fillers last season right in the middle. Yep. Smack in the middle. It was Smack four, five, and six. Yes. That were like, um, well, it was one, two, three, and then four, five, and six, and then seven, eight kind of. Kind of pick up. back up from three. Right. Yeah. So if they are kind of, that's what I think is happening. I think they kind of got it out of the way earlier. Mm -hmm. Still made it as fun as they possibly could. Um, still had um, like episode. But even though like this and last week were still somewhat in, in a way a filler, I still think they definitely moved the story forward. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that, and that's like, what it is. And like, yeah. and like if, if the show's going to do that, if the show's going to have like some of these side quests, that's fine. But give me, give, give me a little something for the overall story because chapter 10 had none of that. Like chapter ten had none of like the, right. those little inklings to like the overall main plot of the story, whereas uh, eleven and twelve really did. Especially yeah, yeah. like and and, I, and, I, and I'll give it to twelve, man. Twelve really planted seeds going forward that really mm -hmm. got me excited. Right, and I actually think I actually won't even consider chapter eleven um, a filler to be honest with you, because yeah. I think everything that happens in that is going to have repercussions. I think we're going to find out. Role, yeah. We're going to find out why Bo-Katan is stealing all these things. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they dropped the name of like where where he has to go. Yep. So um, this one, in a way, was kind of like a filler, but and it also. But it did lay the groundwork for like what's to come because now we have a like we said we have a pretty clear idea of, of what of what exactly the empire was up to mm -hmm. and um and how everything's probably gonna come about you yeah know? Like, definitely mando's being tracked right he's gonna get tracked to ahsoka yep obviously the empire hates jedis yep so it's gonna be a shit show oh Something, yeah some shit is gonna go down something's gonna it. go down yeah, i just know and i'm ex i'm super excited definitely definitely all right, Nerds Nation, that does it for us. Uh, what did you guys think of Chapter 12? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Let us know. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Remember to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube page, and remember you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you can see that big, beautiful FN logo. Martin, anything else you want to say to the nation? Uh, yes, the, we forgot to talk about the macaroons. It paid off because of the throw-up Oh, I even I forgot about that. Which was very Baby Groot yes. in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when they're jumping through the grid. Who did it better? I don't know. It was hilarious that Amanda used his cape to wipe off the... Yeah, but just <laughs> incident it. Yeah. <laughs> Cracked me up. But uh, but yeah, I love that moment. And it was it, it kind of, in a way, did pay off the whole thing with the with the macaroons or whatever fuck cookies they were. They were macaroons, though. The, uh, sp space macaroons. They looked yeah. delicious. <laughs> they looked delicious. Yeah, they did. Uh, but yeah, not, my, uh, not the best episode, in my opinion. Really great moments, and I'm really excited um, for what's to come. For sure, mm -hmm. for sure. All right, guys, and with that, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.